Yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery, today's a gift. That's why it's called The Present. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is a bit of a shorter one as we had a rather long off-air chat prior to recording. We decided to harass Zach a little bit about going to the gym to determine if he actually wants to do it. We have our recurring guest Skylar on for a bit, and Brady even chimes in and says a few words. Make sure if you're enjoying the show, you smash that like button and share with your friends. Enjoy. You're tuned in to Prime 5 Podcast. You do everything for a reason, right? For a purpose. If you have a reason or a purpose behind everything, you'll actually like do it. How you do one thing is how you do everything. But here's the thing, like with partying, is that there's an inherent risk to it that I don't think a lot of people are considering when they go out and do it. You shouldn't really try to assign a good or a bad to things. And just everything that happens, you're like question it and just continue on without like trying to tie some kind of belief or some kind of emotion to it. Just like the fact that like how fragile life actually is. Right, Daniel. Smash that button. <laughs> I already did. <laughs> Smash it again. <laughs> Listeners, we have been chatting for the last hour. If you want to hear that conversation, sign up to our Patreon. No, you can't. <laughs> you're fucked. I'm sorry. If you wanted to hear that, you're on your own. You can just make it up in your head and pretend. Get two just puppets, call, put them on your hands. Call, call Skylar one-on-one. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, There's also some... before, before we I'll start. spill all the beans. Okay diving into everything here i said this in the group chat but i'm just gonna say it live again i had very limited data the other day in the gym in the morning there was lots of beautiful hard-working women getting after it so my statement and that specific example was poorly worded and false we can continue from there <laughs> Max, why do I feel like you always awesome. have to do disclaimers? <laughs> like it's just, it's I just say what's on my mind, and half the time it needs a bit more thought. <laughs> oh fuck! I need to go yeah. from here. I think you said, Daniel, you wanted to talk about something specific this this week. Fuck! You said you had a lot of things to talk about. Yeah, last week. Oh, fuck dude that was so long ago and we we had cam on and then now my brain is like literally melted down um was yeah, there a mental pretzel last week i'm not gonna lie yeah that was a fucking head trip i'm trying to remember what the fuck we were talking about when i said i wanted to talk about things because usually i make notes um but i'm just looking through my notes and i have no idea it could have been related to what i was currently going through and then we had Cam on, and that just like derailed it. Radio's a new place. Yep. Well, it's good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. It's me. good, man. I like it. I love it. Central AC, so nice. Is it a better room. location, or is it just? Um, depends. Like, depends how like... far are you from your old place? From my old place? Yeah. Fifteen minutes. Oh shit! Okay. Were it's on the other side of the city. Before? Hmm? I said, were you in Upper Mission before? Lower Mission. Where are you now? Glenmore. Well, that sounds fancier. <laughs> <laughs> Glen- Glenmore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. That's very nice. 
It's good stuff. Got some crazy strain moving your furniture in, huh? Yeah, you guys see that? 18? Holy shit. It's like you ran a fucking marathon. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's insane. Yeah, it's wild. It's crazy stuff. You know, Brady and I have been competing like crazy with the strain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I went I went for a run yes like yesterday and like as I was running, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm absolutely like crushing this right now. And then some chick like just absolutely blows by me on my like you know, like like the Captain America, like on your left. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. this chick just fucking rips by me. Like I'm not even fucking moving. I was like, oh my god, so tough. That just like, starts walking, like oh <laughs> I felt I was like, damn man, like just it wasn't even sprint. It wasn't even like I was going slow either. Like she was just absolutely cruising. Yeah, but, it's all good talking. Yeah, <laughs> you're like justifying it now. Like guys, I'm not a silver runner. Well, the the rest of my run, I like. I think my pace and like picked up by probably 150. percent Like I was, <laughs> I was like, I cannot be going this slow. So I just started ripping on it. Yep. Good stuff. Okay, Daniel, did you figure out your? Not a, not a clue, bro. I'm sorry. I have no idea. <laughs> I I know that I originally wanted to talk about some things, but I have no idea what they were, and that was two weeks ago. A lot has happened in two weeks, so. Well, tell us what's happened in these two weeks. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Um, it's been a busy two weeks. Um, marketing team has been pretty legit, pulling a lot of leads, which has been good. I um I have my second crew painting. And I'm bringing on a third. So, yeah, some things are going well in that department. We're starting to pick up pace. And, um, yeah, this week was good for sales. Had a couple cancellations, though, so it was a little little weird. But, I mean, it is what it is. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just been, uh, been a grind. I think I've worked the last, like, 14 days straight. But, you know, booked quite a bit of jobs and... Yeah, I have a really good marketing team. Have my other crew that's painting. Um, my new painters seem pretty good. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Is it affecting your family time at all? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Has there been any like complaints or any like friction uh, points on your part? No, I'm still working it in, but like even like today, like the last couple Sundays, I've done quotes just to get in a few more because I'm trying to have eight to ten a week, um, just to to get me to my goal. So, you know, just having a little less time on my Sundays, but I mean, we still I made time to play games with Mason this weekend, and like we hung out, and you know, just still had like a good Canada Day kind of family vibe. So, um, but it, it it's just it's just kind of eating into the time a little bit. It's still there. It's just not quite as big as it once was. So it's like mm. just having to pivot a little bit with that, but you How know, it's Mason. Uh, he'll be 12 this year. Okay. So yeah. I don't know how much this quote applies to you, but I, I heard this quote the other day and like, I obviously not even close to being a dad, but like this quote still just did slap me. It was, uh, it's better to, I'm going to paraphrase paraphrase it was something along the lines of like it's better to work hard and spend a lot of time like just grinding when your kid is too young to remember than have to do it when they're too old to forget and i was like hmm. damn <laughs> yeah That's the nice thing is like he's at an age where i can have a conversation about it like we've just basically been like hey man during the summer 
I'm super busy and I'm out of the house a lot and I'm constantly bouncing between all these different responsibilities and that's just the life of a business owner and he kind of gets that so um yeah but I mean at the same time like it's not like I don't give him any of my time so I think that's key is just like he understands that like if I'm working I'm working and I'm working hard and if I'm not then we can hang out do shit like you'll give him all the time that you have yeah pretty much it always comes with like I'm trying to get better at it because I'm just like I'm really shitty at focus like um I guess maybe that's not a fair statement, but I, I definitely feel scatterbrained at times, especially if there's a lot going on in the business. Um, I have a hard time just like putting it down. So like even when we're hanging out and stuff, it, it'll like every once in a while, I'll just catch myself doing something and I have to stop myself and be like, okay, hey, we're just like hanging out right now. Like, fuck it. Mm. You know, you don't need to make those next door flyers right now. <laughs> make them, make them with you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. are all those like hangouts are they like scheduled into your schedule uh no they're in the open time in my schedule i schedule everything that's work related but family time i just kind of like i tried scheduling it before but then what would happen is like every once in a while i'd have to go and do something that was work related and i felt bad about it so now i just schedule in my work time and then any other time that's free is with them yeah but it's definitely easier it. to do it spontaneously yeah it, like, it's oh. just really tricky Fair enough. What you said, like sometimes you'd have to go do stuff like that's work related. Is it like putting out fires? Or what do you mean by yeah, that? Putting out fires or having to deal with other things. Or I'd be like, yeah, we'll hang out in the evening. And then it's like, no, actually, I need to go cold calling this week because I don't have enough leads or whatever the case might be. Right. So it's just like every once in a while, it's, you know, I'd be like, oh, we'll hang out after dinner on Monday. And then, you know, Sunday night, I realized I don't have enough cold call hours for that week. And it's like the only time I have is Monday. So it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to go cold call on Monday. You know what I mean? So that's just like a an area to like just improve prior, prioritization. Maybe. Because it's like if you have, let's say, cold calling schedule, how many times has family time prepped into that and you'd have to move cold calling? Probably never. Yeah. So you're just putting different weights on family and business. And I'm not saying that it's like a bad thing. It's just well, something to be aware of. Yeah. But it's like at times, like, for example, I spent most of my fall winter hanging out with my family. So it's like right now the business has to be the priority because I need to make enough money that that time can be taken again. Right. That you can actually spend that time. With yeah. Them, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> of course, every once in a while, like I have to put them aside given the current conditions of the environment that we're in right like it's just i'm aware of that because there's no way around it necessarily at this i go through the same moment. thing on a different scale of course obviously i don't have a full family but just time yeah, being able to spend so. fuck it feels like i have a kid man oh my god <laughs> like but yeah I, I know what you mean though like having to to kind of adjust like the the sliders on where your mm -hmm. attention goes mm -hmm. is it's like i wouldn't say that one is more of a priority than the other they're both equal in priority to me it's just what makes the most sense to focus on given the landscape that you're in yeah because like if you don't focus on your business right now you know you're going to be pretty resentful of or not resentful regretful of yeah. yourself when the fall does come and you have time to spend with your family and like you might not even get that time because you'd be like, fuck, I got to go work and make more money. Mm -hmm. So like, 
you know, it's like, like you, I, you look at yeah. it right now, the opportunity is I can work really, really hard right now, make a lot of money, and then take a little more time come fall, winter when things calm down. Now, granted, I am trying to run a year-round business, but most of the work that I do is exterior. And it's still going to take time to build up that interior work and build up like production or sorry, uh, property managers, that kind of stuff. Like that's not something that's going to happen overnight. So it's like, I'm not relying on that by any means. So it's like, if the opportunity is work really hard right now and it's there, I'm going to grab that shit. It's just Brady's question. What do you think you would regret the most? or not doing the most. Getting that money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Prime no matter, stable now. Get no matter what in these two, like in this example, there's going to be regret either way. And you just have to learn how to table that and understand that it's going to be there and then live with it. Like yeah. if I spend all of my time with my family, we are going to be fucking broke as shit. We're going to have no home life. We're not going to be able to afford nice things. We're not going to be able to go do things like that's just going to not exist. Well, you're also in the building stage of your business right now too. Yeah. So like this is something that's necessary for you to go through in order to be in, you know, five, six, seven years time where you're actually able to start to spend more time with your family at this time of year, right? Like this is like, you're going through this intentionally to get to that point. Like you could just very easily, you know, put in 20 hour weeks and run a 150 K business full year. If you wanted to, that's not what you want to do. You're trying to get to that point where you're going to suffer more now and then have it easier or not easier, but more time with your family in the next five years. Right. Like, it's definitely by design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I spend all my time on my business, then my family will hate me and they'll resent me because I never did anything with them and it'll just make the relationship harder. So it's just understanding. And well, I think communicating moment, too is huge. Yeah. Like, and you, like you said, the fact that Mason's old enough now where he actually understands that maybe he doesn't understand it to the full extent, but the fact that he's, you know, not going to resent you. Cause like, if you were just to work and never talk to him about it, you'd be like, Oh, you know, he just doesn't like me. But the fact that you talked to him about it and you explain the situation and you know what you're providing for them, you know, he actually understands what's going on. So, you know, if anything, he's gonna be more proud of you because he's like, you know, my dad's out there busking his ass to provide for us so that he can spend more time with us later. Like, you know, it's at a point where if you weren't to communicate that to anyone in your family, then it'd be a whole different story. I did hear one story that kind of fucked with my head a little bit. It was on the um, Joe Rogan experience. I can't remember who he was interviewing, but they were talking about, there's a story of this guy um, and his wife, like they, they're pregnant and you know, oh, she goes to, she goes to have the baby. And then, um, you know, he's, he went to go and get her something like she's giving birth and he went to go and get her something from the store. And, you know, on the walk to the store, he's thinking about, okay, like, am I going to be, the like the dad that's always around like am I going to be there for my family and my wife and I'm going to take that time and all that kind of stuff and he's like yeah I think that's what I'm going to do and then he gets back from his walk to the store and gets into the hospital and they're like yeah your wife's dead and he's just like what and they're like yeah like she's gone like your kid made it but like she's gone right and it was just like he had this moment where he realized that he could have been spending all of that time with her beforehand but he was so focused on like his business and his job and then, you know, the kid was going to be the difference, right? But it's like, I think a lot of us 
do that where we're like, oh, this one moment will make the difference and then I'll change. Right. And it's just like, you don't know mm. what is going to happen to you. Like you have no idea what the future is like. Like I could be like, yeah, I'm building this business for the next two years. And like, that's going to be my focus, but like they could die in the next two years. And it's like, maybe I just don't get that time. Like you think you're going to get that time on the back end, but you don't fucking know. Wow. I, Yeah, that's a good perspective. I hadn't really thought about it that way. Yeah. So like at all with your decision that we were talking about before the podcast, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely I guess that's relevant to what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this there's this little tiny voice in the back of my head every once in a while when I'm like, I, I don't have time for this. And then I'm like, well, maybe I can squeeze it in. You know, like can I can I fit 10 or 15 minutes in here? You know, can I hang out for this hour? Like, can I play games with him just for a little bit? Um, because you just don't know if you're going to get all that time on the back end. You think you're going to get all that time on the back end. There's always this perception of everlasting tomorrow, but you just don't know. That's like the the song that Brady sent with the, the quote from Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good song. The, Today's a gift. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the past is something... Mm-hmm future's a mystery today's something that's why it's called the present or today's the gift that's why it's called the present yeah yesterday was was history tomorrow's a mystery today's a gift that's why it's called the present Mm -hmm. yeah it's such a stack movie you guys should all try to do if if you haven't before especially during the summer and i think what would help just to open your guys's eyes to like a different level of delegation and like what's possible with time because i know we talk about time a lot on this on these calls and like how we just don't have enough time or like this like the value proposition behind it all and like have have you guys ever just gone on a trip for like three to five days during a production period in your business and have everything running while you're gone fuck no (laughs) brady yeah yeah max yeah, I went to Hawaii for a week last year. That's right. That's right. It was in September, and I only had like one crew, so like I don't know. Fair, saying, fair, but yeah. Because I, I, I find that like because I found even just being gone this last week, like I left on Monday morning. Um, I had like a little team meeting in the morning, and then hopped on the flight to Toronto. Got back Thursday night. Um, had some estimates lined up all day Friday. Did some stuff like did some sales on Friday. And then I took off again um, to like Sam's Lake and I've been gone for <coughs> been home like one day last seven days now, pretty much. But wow. we've had a, an extraordinarily successful like week in the on the business front. Like we got 20 leads this week, booked just shy of 10K and all production went really well at the same time as well. And mm-hmm. it, it just helped me to like, because I was freaking out about it, not going to lie. But it just gave me that perspective that I think we build up in our head that things can go a lot worse than they might actually. And we put ourselves in that linchpin position too much when we don't necessarily need to. Well, it's the quote that Cam said uh, with his interview where constraints breeds create creativity. So it's like, if you, if you force yourself in a situation where it's like, you need to make it work, you're going to find a way mm-hmm. to make it work. Yeah, and I even felt like I was like DM retreat. Like I, I couldn't be like, "Hey guys, sorry, business is too crazy right now. Like I'm just gonna 
not go to Toronto this week with you guys. Even though I felt like I would really like would have liked to stay home just to like get a lot of shit done. But I say that to myself every single week. It doesn't seem like there's ever a good week until like the end of August. To, yeah, it's to a have- good excuse to give yourself. Yeah. And having to know that I was going to be gone for an entire week and wanting to go away for Canada Day as well was like, fuck, okay, well, like I really have to get things put together here. And a few things went wrong, not going to lie, but... Well, a few things would have went wrong if you were there too. Exactly, exactly. And like so, like to the fact where like a test patch I did for a client that was approved and went well, my client, my painters painted it. We we're in the middle of like <laughs> doing like ideas. So I couldn't take a phone call and I had to get like my painters to help figure out the new color with my client and then go and order it and then repaint the section. And it all ended up working out at the end of the day. Like it was clutch, like everything ended up being fine. But there was a few moments where I was like, fuck, but. Well, I think that I, is I, pretty good for your crew as well to like totally to experience totally. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like, I I personally think Daniel, especially for you, dude, like with pro works and everything, I, I think you should try to do something like that. Like, even if it's just like for two or three days, like just try it. I, I think it'll, it'll show you how much better or like how talented you actually are and how easy it can be to like free up time when it's necessary. It's going to break a lot of beliefs. You know, I'm thinking about that too, because I make that excuse for myself a lot that I can't leave because I need to be around for the business. Yeah, because that was my thing but, too. I was, like, okay, I was like, I got Friday this week and that's it to do like anything productive other than, of course, like I did phone calls while I was away and like scheduled quotes and still did shit like that and production schedules and like all the other like stuff you can do no matter where you are. And it made that Friday like it was like one of the most productive days I've had probably this entire year. Like it was awesome. I just like woke up, had a mission, was like, hey. This is what time I'm leaving again. Want to get it all done. It was awesome. Well, it ties into the principle of like, you'll, you know, fill the time that you're allotted, mm-hmm. whether it's you have a week to do something or you know, six hours, like you'll take that entire time to get what it is you need to get done. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, man. I'm, I'm glad you kind of experienced that because that's making some good thoughts for me too, that I yeah. <laughs> that's probably like, should. Like earlier with like the earlier talk of like you and time and, like where you want to put your with whatever right but you know what mm-hmm. i mean um yeah. that's why i i really challenge franchisees when i hear that a lot where they say that they where they just cannot and honestly like even like being a mini dm this year and, and having franchisees and having to like go to that next level of extreme where it's like okay no this is like a full day with my franchisee where i'm with their production site today and i i can't go and save my painters today or whatever that might be or full day of estimates with them. Or like even today I was like doing, I had like over three hours of phone calls with them of just like doing like, like re-strategizing for the second half of the summer here to figure out like all the different things to get them to the goals that they want to get to, which is another three hours that's off from my business. But so I just, I, I really think adding those little things in there to really stretch what the dimensions are. Cause then it just becomes to the point where you just, instead of having a business, you just bought yourself a job instead of a business. Mm-hmm. That means you gotta, gotta make those sales and then we can have our weekend trip to Toronto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See you guys yeah. in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two yeah, weeks. Yeah. Freaking pumped. Yeah. I'm still very committed to the goal, but. Dude, it's a grind. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we'll I'm committed to we'll the fuck, man. 
I'm also committed to the other side that if I don't hit it, I'm not coming. Like I'm respect that. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't, if I know by like the Tuesday, like next Tuesday, if it's not happening, I'm going to like, if it physically with the estimates I have scheduled, I'm going to fill the weekend with estimates. Cause I'm just, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I need to be honest with myself when the time does come, if I'm in the position, like I do have some, you know, some big commercial pendings that I've have talked with and like some jobs that I like, you know, if the stars align, then we'll be in Kelowna. But at the same time, if I don't, I'm not wasting that weekend because that totally takes the purpose away. I want to fill that weekend with as many quotes as possible and well, actually maximize it. Why do you want to come to Kelowna? To have a good time with you guys. See the boys. Yeah, but does it does it have to be that weekend? Well, no, it just happens to be the weekend everyone else is going. Why? Just me. Yeah, well, basically what I'm saying is like don't hate yourself so much because yeah. like you can always come another week and like like your business only operates four months of the year. Uh-huh. Basically, I'm saying like don't get like basically don't get depressed. So if you don't hit, hit the goal, I'm not trying to say. Yeah, I'll no, live down if you guys point. again in October or September. That'd be sick. No, I'm I'm not going to be depressed about it, but I just want to like you know be honest with myself that I don't I don't let myself you know, go to like the trip. If I set this goal, I think it's fall good. short of it. Yeah. It's good to challenge yourself. Cause then, cause then if you do hit it, you'll, you you reward yourself. Right. Whereas if you don't hit exactly. it, then you you realize you have to do more work. Yeah. Well, I think it's a yeah. really good thing. I think it's a good, it's a good challenge to your, do yourself. But that is a good point. I guess this, that weekend is not the only weekend I can ever go to Kelowna. So <laughs> that's very valid. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. But yeah. Basically just like, don't get attached to the, to the result. Right. Yeah. True. You did throw me a pretty good alley-oop. There was actually something I wanted to talk to or talk about. Um, you said that like if the stars align and if you have a you know, big commercial job or something come through, the realization I made this week is like there's a very big difference between like what you book every single week and what you actually deserve to book that week. Mm, so I've had no weeks dude, for sure. where I'll do, I don't know, like three quotes, but then I'll also have a big pending come through. I'll be like, fuck yeah, I booked 10K this week. But it's like, you know, if you run that scenario a hundred times, what did you actually deserve to book? So it's like not not telling yourself a story and telling yourself you're doing better than you are. And, mm-hmm. you know, just being focused on, you know, not how many even estimates you set up, but like how many inputs, yeah. estimates did no no, not even that. How many no. estimates did you set up that were actually worth setting up? Because it's like you can call fifteen people, schedule quotes with all of them, but like if only seven of them were like in a position to make a decision, like actually want a painting done. And it's like, technically you only had seven quotes that week. So it's like, if you, if you book enough work or like what you would have booked of like 15 good quotes, don't deceive yourself into telling yourself Mm. that you did it because you deserved it. You just got lucky. That's so funny that you say that because I had eight quotes this weekend and I booked six of them, but the two I didn't book when I was looking at them after I was like, there was no business in me actually being there. Yeah. 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 I actually started, I um, like started, it's pretty loose. I started it this week, but like every single, <laughs> like my quotes for the week, I wrote down, you know, how many I scheduled, how many of those I actually did and how many of those were actually worth doing. And the ones that, you know, either went pending or were rejected, why exactly it happened. Just so I have a log and I can actually see like, okay, I'm in a trend where I have like, you know, let's say 12, 13 quotes scheduled every week. But like realistically, 
only eight of those should have been done. Mm-hmm. That's a big no, thing actually... that I've been trying to reduce this year. And I've actually found that it's going fairly well. Like I haven't done as many quotes as I have in years past, but I'm booking at like a better rate. Yeah, it's actually something very valuable that I haven't done to the extent that I should have is analyzing the, the quotes that don't book and really trying to understand exactly why they're not booking and using that in calling future leads to help you know decipher which ones are good fits. Do you guys actually do like you guys do you guys take your old previous quotes like really try to dissect exactly why they didn't book and then use that in your first calls to identify like good fits all the time yeah i used to do it with every me and connie used to talk about almost every single quote i did for that reason and then i just got good at and analyzing it myself hmm. you start to find patterns and themes because it's it's the same it's the same like I, I couldn't give you a number of how many but like we'll say five or six things it's like you know what i mean like the same shit repeats itself yeah i guess i'm sure i understand i know what a lot of those things are I guess it's from you want to know quotes, two crazy but... stats that I figured out from quotes. If somebody doesn't take my pre-estimate email and if the client doesn't take my client manual when I'm at the job doing the quote, those jobs I rarely book. Oh, the no client manual for me is like a 5% booking rate. Yeah. You know, what's funny. It's been like that for me every single year up until this year. I've had plenty of people this year. Maybe I'm not counting it well enough, but like I've had more people than ever this year where they don't take the client manual and then they're, they're just like chill as client. They book, they're like, here's the credit card. Go I'm like, okay. Do they sure. take the pre-estimate email though? Cause I'm talking about what do you mean take like, email? cause I've had like, people straight up here. Like I'm like, Hey, I sent a confirmation email for the date and time and includes my contact information. Tells you a little bit more about the company at the bottom of that email. There's a hyperlink says my client manual. You can click on that opens up a bunch of past work that we've done around the neighborhood over the last couple of years. And at the bottom of that is a list of references that you can take a look at as well. Where would you like me to send that? And then I get, Oh, I actually don't need that email or like, yeah, I don't want you to send me that. Or um, I'm not really interested in looking at that or uh, it's all good. I have it on my calendar. Oh, any yeah, of, I, any I don't ask it like that. I just ask like, Hey, um, like, like when I run through their information, I'm like, Oh, awesome. Like, could I grab an email address or like, what's the best email address to reach out for me to send a confirmation email? And then they give it to me. Then at the end of the call, I'm like, awesome. I'll send you a confirmation email. It'll have all my information, basically what you said, but it's not, I don't really like ask them. Simpler. Uh, yeah. Jen, but no, Jen. no, that being said, a good point. Actually, that I realized there is like those people that didn't take the client manual. I think that is also like luck. Like, I don't know if I deserve to book those quotes because it's like same thing. If you run that scenario a hundred times, like who knows how many of those actually would have booked. Essentially, the correlation that I picked up on it was the people that don't want to know more about me or build that trust mm -hmm. typically don't book the job. Yeah, it's just their their lack of like interest. Yeah. Like they just they're just like, no, just come and give me a quote, man. Like I don't I don't care about that. I just want to know the price of what we're looking at here. Came down yeah. 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 The that's they, the they're one not looking for value. Yeah. The, they're just not really interested in learning anything more about me as an individual or the company. Typically those ones are like they're not gonna book with me. Yeah. Yeah. So, and do you, do you only get like a, a whiff of that person, like right when you ask it at the end there, or do, can you kind of like 
I kind of feel it out. But usually for me, like if I hang up the phone and they've given me that, like, yeah, I don't want the email thing. Like in my head, I'm like pretty <laughs> sure I'm not going to book that quote. And then I've even had like the times where they cancel or like I show up and like I say, I do the walk around. I have the physical version. I'm like, hey, you know, I was going to send this to you via email. Like I have my physical copy here. Like if you'd like to take a look at that. And they're like, oh, no, it's all good. And like I go back to my car and I'm writing up the quote. I'm like nine times out of 10, this person's not going to work with me. Fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Huh. It's pretty good indication to me because I find that that's my biggest selling thing is people trust me. The people that trust me work with me. But if they don't, like a lot like if they put up walls and prevent me from building that trust uh -huh. the the odds that they're going to work with me go down significantly it's probably a 25 percent chance do you have enough lead flow at this moment to be able to cancel those estimates and fit in different ones i've tried that but see like the issue that i have with that is i did that this weekend uh, i had somebody cancel uh, i fit somebody in there but it was on like wednesday and I slotted them into my Saturday and then they weren't really able to give me an answer at that time because they just weren't educated enough. They had gotten one other quote, you know, they weren't sure they kind of humming and hawing about it. And they're like, ah, you know what? I think we want to get one other quote. Right. So it's just like if I had given them a little more time, they might've gotten that other quote or whatever the case might be. So I don't necessarily like to shove somebody in really quick, especially if it's a bigger project. Cause this was like a seven K interior that I quoted and it's like, I talk to them on like Wednesday and then I'm asking them for an answer on Saturday. It's a little bit harder. I always try and book my stuff like a week or so out um, and make sure that they've gotten their other quotes, all those kind of things. Right. So. Yeah, no, sorry. I, I guess I should have specified I, not specifically the time frame aspect, but like those people that are like, oh, I don't need to see the email, like whatever, just come out and give me a quote. And it's like a week in advance. Like, do you have enough leads to be like, Oh, Hey, you know, I like, I actually don't think it's going to be a good fit. And then like find somebody else to fit in. Cause it's like, it's the way I view it is like, you know, it's, it's not you coming out and giving them a free quote. It's like you guys chatting and seeing if it's a good fit. So it's the same thing as like when you're doing interviews, if you're doing like a pre-interview, like initial call with the, with the interviewee and, you know, you just get a sense that they're not going to be a good fit for the position. You'll tell them not go forward with the, with the interview. So it's like, do you have enough leads to be able to do that with estimates? I'm not sure that I'm going to cancel a quote because somebody doesn't want my email. But if you said, wait, wait, sorry, do you say there's a a 25% chance that they book or is it mm -hmm. lower? I'd say probably one in four, but then there's also, right. So like, here's where we have the flip side now, right? What about older people? Cause I have older people that just like, oh, I don't have an email. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay. I can't send you my email, but when I get there, they take the client but, manual. Right. So like I'm saying the people, though. the people that's that different. don't take the email and don't take the client manual, if they don't do both, they're not booking with me. But if it's like not a not an older person where like, you know, they have an email and they're just like, you genuinely see they're not interested. Oh, well, like, yeah, I'm not going to go to that, of course. So you don't you just cancel the estimate. Yeah, like if well, they're like, but it, it depends on how the call went, because I've had really good calls. And then they're like, yeah, I don't necessarily like want to take the email. And you're like, OK, fine. And then you show up and you give them the physical version and they book with you. Right. So it's just like it's so like I don't want to fucking mind read and I don't want to try and be a future teller and just be like oh yeah this person's not going to book with me and like based off of this one piece of information that I think is like a make or break you know what I mean you're just stating a pattern that you've been seeing yeah that was the only thing I was just like because we were talking about it and I found it interesting because I do go back and look at my quotes and I find that most of the time if they don't take the email and they don't take the client manual so if they don't do either of those two steps the odds that I'm booking with them go down significantly uh -huh. because 
there's no social proof. They haven't looked at any of my past work. They haven't built any sort of like trust with me. They don't understand how I run my business. They don't know anything really about me. They don't know anything about my past clients. They like my painters, all of that stuff is in there. Right. So it's just like, if they don't take the time to learn about any of that shit, why the fuck would they work with me? Right. It's just an interesting statistic and it's cool to be aware of it. Cause every once in a while, like my brain's just like, Oh shit. <laughs> like we're probably not going to book this and like go in and give them a quote. And they're like, okay, cool. Thanks. Like I'm yeah, I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's fucking, yeah. So it's just, it's interesting to know because then I know going in, like I need to bring my game up just a little bit higher with this person. I need to be prepared mentally. There's probably going to be some objections in here that may not have actually existed had they taken these other steps because they would have seen the information to get rid of that objection before I came to sit down with them. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting to think about. That's very it's interesting. cool to see the data. Zach, you know, it's I... Interesting too, at DM Retreat, we're talking about how we're going to be uh, minimizing the amount of time that's spent on objection handling and putting a lot more effort into just sales and first calls. Being better at sales, yeah. Because I, I do also have a very big belief that if you can do the initial steps properly, it, and also just the fil like being able to filter good, having two objection handles becomes very, very minimal. I think it's still oh, yeah. very, very useful to have on the table, like to know how to do it and the different scenarios. But I would agree that, yes, like most of my ideal clients are not people I'm having to objection handle with. You get a yes. Well, sir. Once your yeah. once your calls get better, you eliminate a lot of those objections on the phone by building the value. So, uh -huh. like, yeah, you might have the have them come up, but for one, they might not be as like as strong of an objection because you've had a stronger phone call. So, no, I I that's a great idea. Like, more time spent on first calls and walk around and estimate would help tons with objections because. And that's I where think, a lot of them stem from. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes a them, step but... further too of like, it's not just your ability to communicate what you are trying to communicate or what you portray that they need to hear from you, but also just being able to like read their tonality and body language about like how they're actually absorbing what you're putting towards them. Mm -hmm. There, Max, what were you saying? You had something that you were... Sorry, I don't... I do not no, want I... to cut that conversation off, Skylar. That was great. Thank you. But... I was just gonna say, Zach. I was so that was a, that was kind of a dick move. I run after Scott. <laughs> that was a good Next. point, but I'm done talking about this. <laughs> oh, my fault. My fault. <laughs> well, you're gonna hate what I have to say. I remembered now. what it was. Sorry, oh, go Max. Come on. Go Max. Yeah. No, no, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Go ahead, keep going. But don't. I I know what it is, so we can we can cycle back to this. Okay, mine's gonna be quick. <laughs> Zach, how's consistency with the gym been? Are you still thinking about it, or are you going to the gym now? Mm. Are you shredded, bro? Let me see those biceps. No, I'm not gonna do that. No, I. <laughs> no, I, I haven't, bust off I haven't been going enough. Why? I, why? Yeah, I see, as a slacker. Yeah, honestly, now after I got better, it was just, just laziness. I don't. Just, even, I don't have any excuse. Oh, okay. Hey, sorry. I, I mean, that's my bad. <laughs> I, just didn't, I just didn't realize that you you didn't want to be like a muscular well-rounded man so that that's on me no you you got a very good point 
I'm sorry, he says. That was so good. <laughs> you go to the gym. That was savage. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize you wanted to be a little bitch, Zach. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I didn't realize we're only working on when we actually feel like it. Yeah, that's actually a mistake on my part. <laughs> I didn't realize it was okay to be weak. Uh, okay, we're done now. Points. Sorry. Shit <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't slide <laughs> with the prime time. That's all love, though. It's all love. I just want to see you be shredded, Zach. No, I need the call out spoilers. I need it. Be shredded. Yeah, it's I was being a lazy piece of shit. Not even gonna lie. But yeah, no, like all jokes aside, like it's not that deep. Just get up tomorrow and go, and keep going, no matter how you feel. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't know why I just haven't been prioritizing it. It's like clearly, it's not as important to me as it needs to be. That was literally going to be my next question. I was going to be like, do you actually want to be like? Well, I keep saying I do, but like at the end of the day, I'm not showing that I really want it. So like, I don't know. Like I always like my, like physical appearance is one of my biggest, like, I don't want to call it insecurity because I'm not like insecure of how I look, but like, I guess you could probably classify it as insecurity just because I always tell myself how much I want to, you know, improve my physique, but really it doesn't, doesn't translate when I never fucking go to the gym. So it's. What the desire is there? Like what, what's stopping you? You wake up and you know, do do you have gym scheduled into your schedule? No. Well, I mean, I would start there. I'd probably start scheduling it. (laughs) It's very valid. I don't know. It's like, when guys like I'll be on a beach or something and guys will come up and be like, Oh, I wish I could be shredded like you. Oh, I wish I could have a six pack. Like, Oh, I wish I could like have these muscles. I'm like, well, it's fucking very simple. Like I work out. Like, do you work out? And they're like, Oh, well, you know, I don't have the time or like, Oh, you know, I'm I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I'm thinking about, Oh, I like, I might get back to it. I'm like, yeah, well, well, how do you get those abs? I'm like, dude, I do a shit ton of sit-ups. I do leg lifts. I do ab workouts like a motherfucker. Like, you everybody can do them it's just like do you actually want the six-pack because you're sitting here telling me you want it but you don't fucking want it you just want the result of what it looks like you want to be at the end of the journey you want to be there on that's the beach. what i'm experiencing right yeah now, you yeah. want to be there when it's finished you want the result you don't want to put in the fucking work so you don't deserve it you're exactly where you deserve to be mm, that was that's a very relevant quote for this example well, i don't know Everybody, every man out here can have a six pack. It's not fucking hard. Oh, Eat right, work boys. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with like being insecure about not being in good shape. Like when I'm fucking, if I start slacking with the gym and I see my muscles start going down, you know, I, I don't like the way I look in the mirror as much. Like I definitely fucking feel insecure about that. But then, I mean, I don't know, use that fucking driver as like pain of like why you go to the gym because you don't want to look skinny and you don't want to look, uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Rochelle, like I, I know she loves you right now and she, I'm sure she doesn't have any issues with how you look, but uh, I don't doubt that she would like how you look even more if you were shredded. Very valid point. Rochelle would think Zach is tastier. Buff Zach. <laughs> no, these are, well, yeah. I also, I think like too, like, I mean, it's not everyone's 
I mean, everyone wants to do it. Like you're saying, like maybe it's just not your goal. You don't have to be fucking shredded yeah. necessarily. But I don't have to be shredded. Like, do, you, do you have like I think just like shit that you do that just keeps your body healthy at the end of the day at a bare minimum. Well, the is thing is that I I do important. want to be like, but I think what I wanted or what I want is kind of what Daniel was saying. Like I I seem to want the end result of what it is when it's all finished, but. Uh-huh. I'm not I'm not as bought into the actual process of it. So that's I think that's my main issue. But no, I, I do agree, Skylar. Like it's not obviously not all about, you know, that aspect of it. Just being healthy is more important per se. But well, I just I mean, if you fucking hate going to the gym every single time you go to the fucking gym. I don't. Though. Well then okay, then that's not the problem then. Okay. <laughs> like I, I really like going to the gym. Like I would argue I, it doesn't really matter though. Like even if you hate going to the gym. Well, sure, like sure, but also like there's there's a part of like there's also sports. There's other activities mm-hmm. you can just go in throwing dumbbells around. Yeah. There's other shit. Like, that I, like, like I like to run. I like running, and in the winter I play hockey every like two yeah. times a week. So that definitely helps. Like I definitely want to get into some sort of combat sport. So, hey, Zach, you know what you need to do is just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You got it. Oh, you're fucked. There's back. Brady. Uh, I was wondering when he was going to talk. <laughs> right, go ahead, Brady. But yeah, combat sports a good one as well. It's a good lifestyle too, right? For self-defense. Who's yeah. the chick in that picture, by the way? Also, I was the back of your head. <laughs> yeah, she didn't want to be in the picture. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. I was like... That's <laughs> John in a wig. I fucking loved it. Sorry. <laughs> like months time we'll see your face i was like fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was gonna ask you about that brady honestly. brady just no picture. you look hard <laughs> you look hard dude. Person. you know silence is a pretty good virtue to have so no comments brady <laughs> run in person anyways boys i got a rip here it's been a pleasure absolute pleasure thanks for being on for you, bro. Minutes, Skyler. <laughs> you guys <laughs> see you man. man have a good night yeah but yeah, I don't Damn, know. Like, you guys all just even got things so much like... bigger. Huh? You guys all just got like... so much bigger on my screen. <laughs> Max and Zach are awful at this. Hey, okay, Max, go. Go, Max, go. <laughs> Zach and I always just like decide to speak at the fucking same time. I don't know what it is. Um, We're so in sync. <laughs> <laughs> okay, start. I'll shut up. <laughs> We're going to start having to raise our hands here. Um, I was gonna say like even like with running like if that's what you like doing fucking go do it but it's like there's still gonna be days where you get up and you're like fuck I don't want to run like I love going to the gym not not really even because I like picking up and putting down heavy stuff but like I kind of I kind of do love the the discipline aspect of it of like you know days where you don't feel like it it's like fuck like it doesn't really matter we're gonna get up we're gonna go do this hard ass thing and we're going to feel better because of it after. But it's like, if you solely rely on like, you know, how much do I like this thing? Um, kind of here and there. I don't think you're really going to stay consistent with it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, it's just, just prioritizing and just doing it. Yeah, like Brady said, just mm-hmm. actually, I know, I know what I need to do. It's yeah, so just, just, it. so just, just a matter of doing it. <laughs> It's kind of crazy too, because like the body that I have now wasn't my goal when I started 
working out. I just wanted to be fit and healthy and strong. And then as a result of just doing that enough over time, it was like, I got the result. The man. Hold on, hold on. What was that? Um, the, the man who loves walking will go farther than the man who loves the destination. Mm-hmm. Mm. So good. I like that. Good quote. Yeah, I just got to fall in love with the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> just, yeah. It's like really me, not that deep, man. Me, the hardest <laughs> yeah. part is getting there. Like, once I got oh, to yeah, the gym, gym. Yeah. I'm good. But for me, like, just from what I've experienced, the hardest part is just physically getting there. So, What's the, like, um, the, like, every single, you know, habit-forming podcast or whatever, like, advice is, like, just do the easiest thing. Like, don't focus on, like, oh, I need to wake up and go to the gym. Just focus on, like, okay, my goal is just to wake up, put on my gym clothes, and drive to the gym. That's all I have to do. If you want, you get there, you fucking drive back, you drive back. But 99% of the time, when you get to the gym, like, I don't know how far your gym is. It's Lethbridge, I'm assuming, like, 15 minutes, minutes at most. Five minutes, sure. Okay. <laughs> Maybe find a further gym, then I don't know. Um, but either way, like, by the time you get there and you step in, you're like, ah, oh, might as well work out. So it's just, like, just get there. Make that your focus. And make it simple. Don't don't focus on like, ah, oh, I need to work out six days a week, do a fucking two hour long workout. Like at first, just focus on the muscle of building the habit. Just, you know, make a goal of uh, going to the gym, let's say three or four days a week for 30 to 45 minutes. And maybe that's not like optimal for, you know, muscle building goals and all of that. But at least after you do it for a long time, you'll have that consistency. And then you can start to scale up from there. But I think that's what you need to focus on first. Yeah, I guess not going from zero to 100. Just trying to actually focus on like one day at a time. Oh, man, this actually ties into the thing that I wanted to talk about. But I need to I, hold on. I have to get my book. I need my book. I'm going to forget it. <laughs> Also, does the strain not like push you? Because man, like I especially like just lately paying attention to Brady's strain, I just can't. Oh, when I went for my <laughs> when I went for my run the other day, I checked all your guys' strain, so I knew what I need to hit to beat every single one of you guys for the day. And I ran until I hit that, and then I was like, done. man, I, That's I fucking hilarious. hate That's awesome. running with a passion, and I started running just so I can beat Brady's strain today. <laughs> like I, 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 I ran to my house. Like I was running like close to my house and then I realized I wasn't going to hit it. So I took a further route so I could get more strain. So I would have you passed go. you guys. <laughs> hey, Daniel, hit us. All hit right, it. Zach, this, this is for you. Oh, starting with Zach. Fuck. Oh, damn. Right. <laughs> Poor Zach. <laughs> Called baby steps. Mastery is not some vaunted lofty place that only the elite few ever inhabit. The pursuit of any aim, goal, or dream, personal, professional, spiritual, in any area is a slight-edged journey of continuous improvement, learning, and refinement. But mastery is not an exalted state that lies at the end of the path. It is a state of mind that lies at the very beginning. Mastery is in the act of setting your foot on the path, not in reaching its end. Mm. You don't need to be born with exceptional abilities to enter into mastery, nor is it reserved for the super-talented. You don't need to have gotten an early start. 
The upward journey of success on the slight edge curve is available to anyone who is willing to get on the path and stay on it. But it's only being Im- only by being immersed in the process, the day-to-day progression, that you will come out on the end of the road. That's how you will acquire and refine the skills and awareness you'll need to master the slight edge and therefore master your success and your life. All that's required is taking the first step. So here you are, just completing your very first step. Now you know that the big people you've been watching go around taking one step after another. You've watched them do it, right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot. So you try. You complete the first tentative epic making step and get ready to swing into the next one, but then you crash. You try again and again and again. After days of sidestepping around the coffee table, awkwardly bringing one little foot out from behind the other, you get to hold on to your mom or dad's fingers. You eventually take your first sequence of steps, two steps, then three and four, and then all alone by yourself and to the encouraging cheers and applause of any proud family members, you take this newly assured baby steps one at a time, and now you're walking. Um, So when it's referring to mom and dad, think of like mentors that can kind of lead you down the path. In the process of learning to walk, did you spend more time falling or standing up? If you were anything like most babies, you failed far more than you succeeded. It didn't matter. You were on the path of mastery anyways. Did you ever have the thought of quitting? Did you ever say to yourself, you know, it looks like I may just not be cut out for walking after all. Oh, well, guess I'll just have to crawl around for the rest of my life. Hey, it really isn't all that bad when you stop and think about it. Won't be that hard to get used to. Of course not. You're on the path of mastery. You were already a master. Now it was only a matter of your walking skills catching up. Constantly falling down was really uncomfortable, and it hurts, and you looked pretty foolish lying there on the floor like a beetle on its back, but you keep at it anyways. Why? Because successful people do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do. And here's the fascinating part. All infants are successful. As infants, we're all masters. That's just the way we're designed. All newborns instinctively understand the slight edge. We only let go of our natural pull towards success, our mastery over the course of those 40,000 no's. So from the time that you're, I think, um, like five till you're like 14 or something, you get an average of about 40,000 no's, which is fascinating statistically. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any situations in your life today where you've given up and decided to keep crawling for the rest of your life rather than go for what you really wanted or what you truly deserved? Have you let go of the capacity to make up a goal, go for it and get it? If so, you have to ask yourself, why is it so difficult, so impossible to do something today that you had no trouble doing when you were less than a year old? The answer is as simple as it is sad. Somewhere along the way, you lost your faith. You became too grown up to take baby steps, too sure you would never succeed to let yourself fail a few times first. You gave up on the universal truth that simple little disciplines done again and again over time would move the biggest mountains. You forgot you used to know about the slight edge, and you stepped off the path of mastery. There is something treacherous about letting go of the childlike willingness to try and try again, something insidiously dangerous about buying into the idea that will never work for me. It is this, settling for less, giving up on the power of baby steps and embracing failure soon becomes a habit. The first time you give up, it's painful, The second time, it's still painful, but now it's a little familiar, and there's some comfort in familiarity. It is the silent, sleepy comfort of carbon monoxide. And the more you give up, the easier it gets, and the sleepier and sleepier you become to the wakefulness of genuine accomplishment. And success recedes ever further from your grasp. 
Can you guess why? That's right. It's just a slight edge working against you. Before you know it, life has become heavy. Welcome to the 95%. And as always, all you need to do is turn over the coin to find the good news here. It's just as easy to step back into the habit of succeeding as it is to slip into the habit of failing. The longer you live, the easier it can get. You can step back onto the path of mastery at any time you wish. Wow, that was a very good, very good read. It's just baby steps. You just have to try and fail and try and fail again, try and fail again. So I think going back to Max's point, it's just the action of getting up and going to the gym and just being there. And then do that enough times consistently. Don't try and do it well, just try and do it. I think a lot of people get caught up in, well, I can't do this well, so I may as well not do it. And it's like, 95% of people out there can't do it well, but they're not doing it either. So all you have to do is show up. Wow. I think this might've been my, my bad advice this year, although I can't remember exactly, but if it wasn't, it should have been. Uh, consistency beats talent any day of the week. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the one like, some guy was talking about how he like tries like intentionally to have a bad workout. Like, you know, he, he tries to like go into the, like when he wakes up in the morning, he's like, oh, I'm just going to go have a shit workout. <laughs> Cause then he, he just thinks, you know, like he doesn't have any expectation on what the workout's going to be like, but then he gets to the gym and most of the time it ends up being a good workout anyway, but just to get himself there he's kind of like set the expectation low. He's like, oh, I'm just going to go have a shit workout. Just like do a little bit at the gym. It's just to get himself to actually muster up the courage to get there. And then by the time he gets there, it's, you know, it's, it's changed. If I agree with the shit workout, that's kind of a <laughs> poor expectation, but if, well, I do agree with the, having the expectation of like, I'm just going to show up. Yeah. I, th I think that's more so what he was trying to say, but like just, just making yourself get there. Oh, thanks for sharing that, Dan. That was awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that was what I wanted to talk to you guys about like two weeks ago because I read that and I was like, fuck, yeah, so good. There's also another one that I wanted oh. to. I'm super curious about. Hold on before we before we jump off. So here's a pop hold on, quiz. Hold on, hold on Brady, Brady, Brady. Yeah, Brady. Wants no, to in there. what book is that in? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good book, eh? Yeah, it's actually been dope. It's been a really good read. Dude, I've that book's underrated. Really enjoyed it. It's the slight edge. Sorry, I just held it up and I guess <laughs> none of people can't see that. <laughs> What's that book? Oh, yeah, Max, Max has got it too. Dope. Yeah, it's actually dope. Um, sorry, there's one other one in here, Max. I, have you read it yet? Am I ruining it for you? No, no. no. I mean, I've heard like summaries and stuff of it anyway, so you're good. Dope. Okay, here's a pop quiz. Ready? Five frogs sit on a lily pad. One decides to jump off. How many frogs are left? Four. No, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Five frogs sit on a lily pad. Five frogs sit on a lily pad. One decides to jump off. How many frogs are left? I don't know. Zach, just think about is, four is too easy of an answer. Like, it's not is, this a, is this a trick question, Dan? Did, did he actually jump off or did he just decide he was going to? If you answered four, then your math skills are just fine. Unfortunately, this isn't a math problem. It's a life problem. The correct answer is five. Yes, all five are still sitting there on the lily pad. The one frog only decided to jump off. 
he hasn't actually done it yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <I don't> know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that. <laughs> it's just an interesting perspective because life is doing, and if you aren't doing, you're dying. And the perspective is basically like just because you're the frog on the lily pad that decides to jump off doesn't mean shit until you jump off. Oh, down hitting with the wisdom this week. <laughs> Jeez, good stuff. Yeah, Zach, you can decide to go to the gym all you want, but at the end of the day, you're either going to be in great shape at the end of this year. <laughs> Or you're gonna remain in not great shape. That's oh, you want to get to the end of your life and think, man, all I had to do was get up, just show up at the gym five to six days a week, lift something heavy, put it down, continue on with my day. And, you know, I could have done it, and I wanted to do it. But I didn't. It's, you know, just, just didn't really, didn't really feel like it. Like, are you okay with living with that kind of regret? Yeah, definitely not. There you go. Use that. Hey guys, like we know the Zach knows the answers. You don't have to keep convincing him. <laughs> this is definitely helping reinforce, though. Like. <laughs> Go not beating the, not beating the shit out of him. We're <laughs> we're providing valuable life. No, this is good. No, this is good. I appreciate it. <laughs> to I be fair, I wanted to talk about those two other things before, and then this I'm just glad was, that it was like though. the perfect segue for it. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is great. It's yeah. great." Yeah, no, that book's actually it's it's way better than I like. I was like, "Oh, you know, whatever." Else, read it, and like, I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is a good book." <laughs> That's cool. Different topic quickly i sent a voicemail about this because it was just you know those drives when you're just sitting there in silence thinking and you're like damn i never realized it before <laughs> i had one of those where i was thinking about kind of emotions and how we have labels of like good and bad emotions like people will often say i'm in a negative headspace right now just like saying that it's bad there's not really good or bad emotions there's emotions that are easy to manage and emotions that are hard to manage. So, you know, happiness, joy. Um, what are some other quote-unquote positive emotions? Uh, I understand what Acceptance. you're saying now. Yeah, when you said that, you sent that at that voicemail, and, like, I, I listened to it, and my brain is like, what does he mean there's not good and bad emotions? But I missed that important distinction is the easy and hard emotions. Yeah, so there's, like, emotions that are easy to manage, like, you know, happiness, for example. It doesn't mm -hmm. take much effort to handle it. Most people, you ask them, you know, like, how easy it, is it for you to get happy? Like, when you're already in a happy state, like, fucking easy. Like, I don't have to think about it. But then there's emotions like, you know, suffering, anger, uh, sadness, all of those emotions. They're mm -hmm. not bad. They're just difficult to handle. And if you don't train yourself on how to tr on how to handle those, they will remain difficult. Like, stress it's not a bad emotion. It's a, like we talked about, it's a good indication of what's lagging in your life. But if you don't teach yourself on how to properly handle it, then it's going to be a very hard emotion for you to process. That's very true. That's interesting.
vacuum, Daniel just struck like the exact pose, the exact same pose. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm wondering where that came from. What what made you think of that? I'm more curious as to how your thought process came to this. It was yeah, something I'm just just driving and thinking. Hmm. Do you think that everybody can handle all of the bad emotions? I guess that goes that keys into the point that you just made. But I think everybody can train themselves to handle it. Yeah. Granted, that you have a perfectly functioning mind, I presume. That's not something I really want to get into on the podcast. Because I. I don't know. I, I think I would need more like data and science to like. Yeah, because well, my only points. thoughts is like if you if you have like a mental health like issue, then I don't know if you're necessarily does like capable of handling every emotion that Some, comes your way. Something like uh, schizophrenia or something like that. I would. Agree. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I think cool. that means that there's a lot of. I think, a lot of people put labels on themselves, of certain emotions and how they handle them and then they kind of live into that identity oh dude i used to fucking i had a massive rage problem when i was younger i was a very angry individual and like it got to the point where i identified as an angry individual i was just like i'm just angry like that's normal like this just pisses me off and that's okay and like that i just like i just became the rage that i exhibited which is not healthy by any means and it wasn't until I decided that I didn't want to be that rage anymore that I finally was able to control it. Hmm. Yeah, it's just different now because I like I still like experience the emotion like the symptom, but I just understand that it's not who I am and then I choose to deal with it accordingly. Well, it's not only not it's it's not who you are, but it's also not a not a bad emotion that you should try to eliminate completely out of your life. Like no, I use it as fuel. Part of being human. Yeah, I just use yeah. it as fuel now. I'm just like, oh, I'm angry. Why am I angry? Because there's this problem. Okay, well then let's use the energy and solve that problem, and then yeah. you won't experience the anger anymore. Anger feeling sad slash depressed being heartbroken like those are all really fucking good emotions to get up and get shit done <laughs> depression can be debilitating like have you ever experienced like deep depression Yeah, I I would say I had times where that's why I said like I, I don't know if I want to really get into this on the podcast. It's I don't know. I I don't think I can formulate it well enough in order for it to come off in a way where it's like you know it makes sense to everyone and it's not a you know not me just being ignorant. Um, I'll speak you know just purely for myself there's been times where you know i was in a state where i felt depressed and 
you know, I allowed myself not to get anything done because of that, because I felt like, you know, I just, you know, I can't get out of bed. I can't do shit right now. Like just kind of living into that. But I'm not saying it's easy, but I do think that there's an alternate reality where where I could have handled that in a different way and not have it be not have it have those same effects. Mm. It's very interesting. Yeah, I, I've I've never actually experienced. I would honestly say I've never really experienced any forms of depression, so I can't really weigh in on that. But it does make me happy that two out of four people here said that they had never experienced depression. That's actually awesome. Uh -huh. So I I kind of yeah. hope that, that that that's the case for. A lot of people, I I would prefer that people didn't have to experience it, but it's interesting because um, having gone through a period of depression, I can see certain warning signs now preemptively, and I understand that those particular indicators lead me down the pathway towards that, and I know that we don't we don't want that, so then we just we veer off course and we go somewhere else. Mm like not taking good care of my physical health is like pretty solid, <laughs> solid way to end up going back down that path. Mm -hmm. So like Daniel, like you said, you've had like a period of time where you would, you know, you felt depressed, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think if during that period of time you woke up and went to bed at the same time, got a good night's sleep, ate well, you know, went to the gym consistently, you know, tried to develop yourself through books, podcasts, or other educational sources, meditated, just overall tried to become a better man. Do you think that that would have over time helped get rid of that or eliminate that situation? You would never end up there. And in my opinion, you wouldn't end up in that scenario doing all of the things that you just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah what I think happens is there's a breakdown of those things over time. If you're even doing them, because I guarantee you 90% of people aren't doing half of the shit that you just fucking said, which is why I think it's super easy for people to fall into a state of depression. If you're not working out, you're not eating healthy and you're not getting sleep, sleeping probably one of the more critical ones of those. And you don't like what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And you're facing a lot of stress. Like it's a fucking downhill. <laughs> so yeah. I think, you know, if you are doing all those things, which, you know, in my current state I am, but during the time that I was depressed, I certainly wasn't. Um, I wasn't happy with what I was doing for a living. Didn't have any real motivations. I wasn't reading. Um, you know, I worked out, but like I say, if you're doing one out of 10 of those things, it's not nearly enough. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. if you're, if you're hitting all of those things, you're probably, you're, you're, um, likelihood of depression is probably fairly low because you're you're not only doing things that are really good for your body that release endorphins and keep you happy on a chemical standpoint um but you're you're probably improving your life so i agree and i think it's sad that i think most people 
and they're like, okay, I feel depressed. The first solution isn't, okay, like, let me make sure all these areas of my life are in check, but it's, let's take some pills to not feel that way. If people want the easy way out, no one wants to do the hard work. Society's by the way, this up. is coming like from someone that that's like been in a place where I was like, "Fuck, I can't get out of bed," and like, you know, there's been suicidal thoughts, there's been like planning and all of that. But like, I'm saying that because I don't think that like the society norm of like how you solve it is, you know, a workable situation, and I think most people just jump to that right away. Mm-hmm. Well, when I was depressed too, and I ended up going to see a counselor and a doctor, that was one of the first things that they happened. They're like, okay, we're going to put you on these antidepressants and we're going to like, you know, we're going to put you on this cycle and then we're going to like, you know, go from there. And my brain was like, okay, well, is there like another route that we don't have to do it? And I ended up going kind of a slightly different route. I used the counselor and then focused on the things that I found were causing the source of the depression um, and then just didn't take the antidepressants because I was like, well, like I just didn't see the I, I didn't see the futility in it at the time. I do think there's a time and a place. Like I have seen people be like it worked for them where they took it for a short period of time, like three to six months, um, were able to get themselves back on track because it just leveled out their emotions a little bit. And then once they got back on track, they just stopped taking them. Um, but I have also seen the other side of that where people end up like hooked on antidepressants or mood stabilizers or various other types of medication and then they never come off of them. So I, I just don't know. Like it's so random it, from one person to the next. There's also some studies out there. I'll I'll try to pull them up and send them to you later. But there's been plenty of studies done on like the actual effectiveness of antidepressants. Because there's been a lot of like studies looking into like if it actually changes anything or if it's more of a placebo. And there's there's basically a there's a pretty big reliance from pharmaceutical companies and stuff like that on getting a revenue from that. Um, so it's like, you know, obviously, most people would try to push you to, to take them. But it's like, you know, it is, if you start looking into it, um, there there is a pretty big kind of gray spot there of like, you know, how much they actually work. Okay, see you, Zach. Interesting. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I still think like if you're feeling depressed, get help for sure. Uh, that that helped me a lot. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how we ended up here. We took a we took a hard left. <laughs> Zach, why aren't you working out? So, anyways, depression, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, fuck. We can move into some wins for the week. Did anyone have awesome wins to share? The whole week, man. I'm alive. Family's healthy. Friends are healthy. I'm, you know, getting after it. Life is improving. and just, life is beautiful. Having a great time. No, it makes me happy is it does seem at the moment that we're all starting to get back on track a little bit here, which has been good. Um, I've I've been feeling like this group lately has been super motivated, <laughs> like just like the yeah. conversation over the last couple of weeks and everything like that. Um, it's 
it's been it's been dope it makes Dude, me I'm telling you, like i i don't think i don't think many people realize how much they're just missing a brady in their life brady but like genuinely the more i get to know you the more i try to emulate the man you are and the man you're becoming and yeah like i i definitely think kind of your no tolerance for excuses your just ability to continuously push everyone around you and want to wanting to see them grow even beyond levels that they originally thought they wanted to grow i think it's definitely a very rare virtue but i think speak for everyone I say we're all very very happy to have you around us Thank I'm you. gonna I'm gonna pump your tires a little bit more to you, Brady. Those <laughs> those pics that you posted on Instagram of you sparring, Dude, you I was like, "Damn, you look shredded, bro! Get it, get I it." I was actually when Brady <laughs> came down you. here and we went to the gym together. I was like, "Man, fuck it! It's so unfair. You have like the perfect muscle insertions." You know how like <laughs> uh, Daniel, you know how like when uh, your biceps like insert a little bit lower in your arm, your arms just look fuller. You know, your chest inserts at a certain point looks fuller. Every single insertion that Brady has is just fucking on point. Like <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> that paired with the fact that he works out like an animal, you know, makes him a a dangerous, dangerous individual. Yeah. Brady's gonna be like me when he's 30. It's gonna just be shredded. Be oh yeah, yeah. The goal is to maintain this for life. Fuck yeah, dude. I always joke around with Megan. I'm like, I'm going to be 75 and just fucking ripped. Yeah, I'd be fucking shredded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be one of those guys that people are like, how the fuck old are you? Like, <laughs> like I'm 92. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> just, bad, just like fucking doing 150 push-ups a day. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Get it. Yeah. Get it. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's, uh, my goal is to be a positive influence. So if people see me work hard, then they can know it's possible. Yeah, so. Yeah, you know yeah. Lead, lead from the front, bro. Alexander the Great. Lead from yeah. the front, man. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know what you're missing in your room right now, Brady? You don't have the Prime Five Photoshop photo. This is Kyle's room. Oh, what the fuck? Why doesn't he have it? <laughs> yeah, <what> the, yeah. <laughs> what, he doesn't want a shirtless I'll, I'll a picture coffee. of us in his room. <laughs> he doesn't um, have a photo of me when I was like twelve. Come on. <laughs> no, this is the only photo Kyle in his room. Oh yeah, yeah, the boys. Yeah, <laughs> that's his photo. We gotta do a Prime Five calendar. <laughs> oh my god! Once we get the Prime Five merch, yeah. we need to have like a Prime Five calendar of us wearing the merch. Yeah, it, one month or sorry, we'd have to do two months of one of us, like because there's five of us. So you, each of us gets two months, and then we'll do like two like group photos. Yeah, it's funny because we maybe have like one or two listeners that would actually buy that. <laughs> the rest of the fans would just be us having photos of ourselves. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Women like those fireman calendars. <laughs> so you make your money, eh? <laughs> yeah. A little bit of extra side hustle. Prime Five merch. It's coming. It's coming. And calendar. <laughs> yeah, Prime Five merch and calendar. We need it. We need it. We got to get it done. Yeah, and every and on the calendar every day, I'll say get that money on the calendar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that should be our slogan: Prime Five, get that money. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Where's that from? I've heard that from somewhere else before, though. It's from Brady, Dude, I've been man. saying that for like fucking all year. <laughs> <laughs> I no, say I know to Kyle, you... every morning. I wake up. I'm like, "Hi, right, Cal, let's go get that money. Why don't we go to the gym?" 
I know right, that. I don't think I actually showed you this. Uh, <laughs> right after you left, I now have a of a playlist of a yeah. bunch of like fire up songs, and it's make that money. <laughs> like yeah, dude. Like what are those songs? Oh, you got that champs dance song. That song just motivates. Oh me yeah, that. that's my first one every morning. Yeah. That's how it starts off. Yeah, it's like why are you do this? You're not. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get it. And keep moving forward. How much you can take. <laughs> so when it's done. Yeah. Dude, such a movie, Rocky. Fuck yeah. Hmm. I shit. just I just finished watching Creed 3 this week. How'd you like it, actually? What's your, so what's your thoughts on it? It was dope. It was dope. Yeah, I liked I, it. I really liked it because I, I liked the like how the one fighter was like fighting dirty, <laughs> like he's doing shit he's not allowed to do, and he's just like fucking like steals the belt basically from that one guy because he's like doing sneaky like elbows and shit, and you're like, what the fuck? Like it's fucking crazy. But it was pretty sick, dope. Yeah, it was pretty movie. dope. It was so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I really liked all the creeds. Like I um I knew the third one was coming out, so I watched the first two, um because I hadn't I hadn't seen them up until this year. And oh then, shit dude yeah, yeah it's yeah. amazing it's so good i was just like fuck yeah i was so pumped for like three days after i watched it i was just like working out like a machine i was like <laughs> yeah let's fight people yeah dude some <laughs> good, good songs in that in that movie as well yeah yeah that right. gets you pumped does that does that movie not make you want to start boxing oh dude it did so <laughs> bad i was like man i really want to go box now like it was just fucking crazy yeah yeah it's so good though it's so yeah. good maybe after you win the spartan championship then you can kick on boxing <laughs> Did you get that punching bag? Nope. I'll have to go buy that. Thanks for reminding me. Punching bag. Yeah, I just moved in two days ago, so everything's like still in boxes. It's crazy. New crib. And buy that punching bag, yeah. Good shit. Yeah. I feel like we talked for so long, but we we actually haven't like because well, I know we, we did, but we didn't really. Yeah, because we were we were having private prime five. We had our, our own one hour conversation. Yeah. 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 People people can't hear. Oh, they're recording. Yeah. 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 What did they say? <laughs> You'll never know. You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't really I don't have anything else that I wanted to talk about. I'm trying to think, but I, I fucking. I know like a couple weeks ago I had a lot to talk about and then Cam came in here and just like fucked my brain. I am going to look into fasting though. I actually mm-hmm. got a, I got a book on it and I'm going to read the book and then kind of um take some some more looks at it for sure, but I'm definitely um looking into doing that uh, 30-day energy protocol. Okay. Cause that looks like it's pretty fascinating and just like, I was like, it's funny. Cause after we talked to him, I started going through my kitchen and like looking at shit and looking at ingredients. I was like, everything has fucking vegetable oil in it. Fucking everything. And I, yeah. It's brutal, dude. Like you like have like a drink and you like pick it up and you look at it and it's like safflower oil. You're like, what the fuck? Like this is juice. Like, how is this in here? <laughs> this makes no sense. Like it's fucked, man. It's an yeah, everything. Be it's everything. Max, that's just water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, this water. It's crazy, man. It's in no, it's, it's, some water. Yeah. Hey, like, Reno, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I don't know. Something from him that I actually there was two things from him that I actually started paying conscious uh or started putting my attention towards it, and one was the intermittent inter, was intermittent called? fasting, yeah. Yeah, that one. 
Um, There's actually a dope app for that, man, that I found this week. Um, it is called da, da, da. it's called Body Fast. And you can like set up like a nutrition and fasting program on it. There's like paid versions and then free versions. I just got the free version, but you can set up like I have a 16 8 right now. So I have an eight hour window that I eat and then 16 hours that I'm not. Um, and it, you can just like schedule it and it'll tell you like when you should fast and how you should do it. And then you can um, track it and like kind of keep track of that. And then there's recipes and shit too. It's like, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. And then you can track like your body weight and it'll tell you like how much water you should be drinking and all this kind of shit. It's very interesting. Cause you can design a fasting goal if you want to increase your muscle and your, your weight as well, which is, it's counterintuitive. I always thought like, if you fast, I was like, you can't build any muscle. But like, then after talking with Cam and he's like, yeah, your human growth hormone triples on the third day of your fast. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's insane, dude. Yeah. Just paying attention to the, cause I also have been kind of trying to stick to that 16, eight timeline and man, it is, it is harder than I thought. Like, <laughs> cause I guess it's, I shouldn't say harder. It, it seems like very manageable once you set up the routine for it. Mm -hmm. um but like for me i usually start eating like my first meal is at, at around 8 a.m um so that means like i'd have to cut it off at four which like if i'm going cold calling then like makes sense but if i'm not cold calling or if i'm at home and i'm doing something or i'm not doing something uh where i'm like occupied and i don't have access to food near me it is it, it is a little i shouldn't say challenging but it's it's tempting to eat food then <laughs> Hmm. yeah there is something to be said like he was like don't be a little bitch about it and like yeah. <laughs> that like i was doing quotes yesterday and i was so hungry and i was like this isn't in my window and i was just like i'm just not gonna eat and then like midway through the day my brain was like but i'm so hungry and i was like don't be a little bitch just fucking are you like, gonna die no, yeah i was like cool. i'm gonna eat dinner when i get home fucking chill bro like mm -hmm. you'll be fine like it's not gonna die yeah that and also like the substituting something you're trying to eliminate with a super easy like habit um like for me i tried doing you know anytime i wanted to masturbate just read a, a page of a book i've read more than, than i've ever read in my life this week <laughs> i did fail that that's After hilarious six days, though. <laughs> I love that. Max was out. I've read like a thousand books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, thought, I, I finished a book and some this week. Not even in the last week. Like less. Max is just like, dude, I need to buy more books. This is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I reorganized my bookshelf. Y'all see? Da, 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 da. It's all amazing. Oh it's all empty. I, mean, I moved a bunch of shit. Did you buy that bookshelf from uh, Walmart? I don't even know where this came from. Because I think I have the same one. Yeah, yeah. Not, I have no idea where it came yeah. from. He's Probably. Like, That's my fucking bookshelf. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's I had awesome. to clean it out because I got like I had so many books and it was just like running out of space. And I was like, uh, this is stupid. So I actually went through and I cleared out my bookshelf and I got rid of some books that I just I had no business keeping. Like I was like, mm -hmm. there's some that I got them at a time when I thought I was going to like this information was going to be relevant. I had books from like the stock market from like 2019. And I was like, yeah, I don't really need this right now. You know, like I'm good. Like, so I just purged some stuff and then I alphabetized them all. It was dope. 
Oh, oh yeah. You know, I thought you said you had a busy week. Fuck, you have a lot of time on your hands, man. <laughs> I fit, I fit it in. I was doing calls and I had like this hour and a half window because I finished all my morning and evening calls and then I had, or sorry, morning and afternoon calls. And then there was a bunch that were like calling the evening and it was like three o'clock. And I'm like, well, that doesn't classify as evening. So I was like, fuck, what am I going to do for like an hour and a half? And I was like, no, I'm just going to organize my books real quick. And I just went through my books. <laughs> I reviewed them. I was like, what did I learn from this book? And I remember like, you know, kind of like, the summary of what this taught me and just kind of reviewed some of them. It was really cool. Are you done reading the slight edge? Yeah, basically I'm on, I've like 10 or so pages left. I've been kind of picking away at it. Um, Cause I have been a little bit busier, but yeah, I'm basically done. Yeah. About 15 pages left. Probably slap that to, tonight and be done with it. And then I'm moving on to the coaching habit. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I even organized the books that I'm going to read like in order so like the coaching habits on top and then i'm gonna work down the pile and then like go to the other side and then like work down the pile so it's gonna be sweet i think i'm gonna do the coaching habit and then i just really want to read the king warrior magician lover um just because like i've heard so many good things so i think that's gonna be on there but i do think coaching habits a good place for me given my current landscape and what i'm trying to do so yeah have you read uh, Lying by Sam, Sam Harris? Oh, yeah. Read that ages ago. Such a good book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, I recommend that. It's such an easy read. Some of these books, too, are like, when I picked them up, I was like, fuck, this is such an easy read. I had a couple people actually reach out when I posted all that, um, just asking like for good books that they should read. And I was like, well, it really just depends what you want to get, right? Like, what is your goal? And what are you trying to achieve? Like, what do you feel like you need to improve on? Like, start there, right? Because like, I could recommend so many books, but like some of them might not fucking matter to you. It depends on what you're trying to get out of it. Because I've read a tremendous amount of finance books, but like, if you're not worried about your finances or if that's not really like a key area, then me recommending those books isn't going to help you, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be ready for the book. What's that? So you have to be ready for the book. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, so it really comes down to what your goals are, but I don't know. I, it was also interesting for me to realize how much I've actually read because I never picked up a book for fucking like eight years of my life. And then over the last two to three years, I just started consuming books and I've probably read like at least a hundred, maybe even more. And it's just like, it's kind of staggering when you think about it. But those mm-hmm. books have made me such a better human being. Like I've just miles ahead of where i would have been if i didn't read those books which book have yeah. you reread the most probably the way of the superior man oh although i have read the war of art a few times now because that one always helps me when i'm feeling in a rut like if i'm feeling not super motivated and i don't want to do shit just reading about the resistance just something about that kind of clears that space for me Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah you know i think i think saying like i've read x amount of books it sounds pretty cool <laughs> and on paper it looks pretty cool but there is something to be said about you know having maybe like three to five books that you consistently just reread and that's all you do for like five years mm-hmm. i think i would reread a book like once a year at most i don't typically like spend the same amount of time just rereading the book but i get what you're saying the premise is that you're who you are as an individual changes so the information and the wisdom that you're going to pull out of that book will change as well 
Well, it's that, and also it's like, um, you know, I'd say until, you, like, I don't know, just retention rates. I know everybody's are different, but like in general, like, especially with reading or any kind of consuming of knowledge, like your attention rate is so much lower than like I think most people realize. It's like when you try to when you pick up a book and you're like, okay, let's try to list out everything I actually learned from this book. You make that list, you'll be like, oh fuck, like what else did I learn? And then you read it, read it, and you're like, holy shit, like there's so many other things in there. <laughs> so it's just like we. I think I've said this before, but like you need to be reminded more than you need to be taught. And just having books like, you know, I think, uh, uh, what is it called? I blanked on the name. Uh, communication, Dale Carnegie. Um, how to win friends and influence, influence people. people. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. know how. Fuck, I forgot that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's a book where I feel like, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in life. If someone just reread that like once a month, they would be very well off in communication, which is arguably like one of the most important, you know, skills to have in life. So it's just like just flexing and training that one muscle over and over again. Not until, you know, you've said you read the book or you kind of remember some of the concepts out of it, but until you know all the concepts like the back of your hand and you're able to apply them in your life every single day yeah it's an important thing that people are caught in they just read books because they want to add another another number to the books read list instead of actually reading books and applying stuff but some people say oh i'm going to read this and apply it but then they like they just say that right it's just like going back to the frog they decide to do that but they don't actually do it like John, I like I like having John because literally just uh yesterday he's like Brady, you read these three books next because like these three books are gonna help me um be a better CEO. So it's good to have that. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. Just like having like a predetermined like here, just read this next. I love like, it, man. Yeah, sweet. He just, <laughs> like I'll never run out of books because John's right. I don't even know my favorite like two thousand books I'm on. But he'll just be like he'll I'm like John. I want to get like uh, I want to better understand like business or sales. You like this book? I'm like, sweet, thanks. <laughs> just like <laughs> done, done. Or like better like time management or something. You like this book? I'm like, all right, sweet. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's very cool. No, that's pretty fucking dope to have. To be honest, one day. Well, it's good too, actually, because it's beneficial. Because like we do, um, it's gonna have another person that you can talk to about the book and what you learn. So when you discuss it afterwards. You actually will like remember it more than actually going have a higher chance of applying it mm-hmm. yeah that's the key really with reading the book is discussing the concepts in them that's why i like to come here with little snippets from books and read them to you guys uh, it's partially just for me as well to, yeah, like, good. to, to talk yeah. about the concept that i i discovered in the book right when i feel like we learn as well mm-hmm. you tell us stuff that's valuable from the books yeah, there's been some cool ones. Like, I really like the ones where they're little short stories, but they kind of explain a, a purpose, like the frogs in the milk. That one was really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some really cool shit. But yeah, talking about it for sure, because then you kind of actually obtain the information, but then you put it into perspective and then you kind of understand it a little bit more. So, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I got a massive list of books from Cam. So, from Cam. Oh, shit. Nice. Well, when he was on the interview with us, he dropped six different books in that one yeah. interview. 
and they're all on my list now. There you go. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. Because <laughs> I was just, yeah. I had a sticky note here and I was just writing them down as he kept dropping them. And I was just like, this is fucking crazy. That was one of the other reasons I organized my bookshelf because I do want to get some more books, but I have books to read. And I was like, okay, which ones are relevant to me right now? Which ones did I get? Because I'm interested in them, but they're maybe not something I need to obtain in my mind at this given moment. So future books. And then which ones are, do I think are something I want to add in potentially? Because yeah. I always, uh, I keep an eye on books like in Book Outlet. And then I see if there's any books that go on sale in there and then I get them. And then I, that's how I stock on my bookshelf. Because like this whole bookshelf that it probably has like 200 books on it, I haven't spent that much money on it. Because I either get them like secondhand or from Book Outlet. Mm-hmm. Which is sweet. Sounds because I, I also fuck my books up. I mark them. I fold over the, t- like I dog ear them. I highlight them. I go crazy. I don't give a fuck. Like no one's going to want this book when I'm done. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. My philosophy is like, I'll, I'll do the same thing. And I'll just like write in them, highlight them. Yeah. Just try to extract as much value as I can while fucking them up. Um, it's like my philosophy is like, if there comes a time where I'm debating like selling all the books, there's kind of a bigger issue at hand than, you know, getting the value of what I paid for these books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My thought process too, is if I ever had to get rid of them, I'd try and gift them to somebody that I thought would obtain the knowledge out of it. And having all those notes and highlights and stuff in there might actually be beneficial to them. So, well, the prime example is um, your son mm-hmm. yeah. passing down books. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually pretty cool. Like, have you ever read someone else's book that has their highlights? Yeah, it's very oh, interesting. It's very, very interesting. It. Yeah, I realized, like, obviously, I mean, I don't know, it's pretty simple, but, like, for some reason, they didn't occur to me before. Different people highlight completely different things. Like, there's been times where I've read someone else's books, and I was like, hmm, I would not have highlighted that. But there's been other times where I'm like, what? You didn't highlight that? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would actually be fascinating. I would like to try that one day. Daniel, you... You want to like trade some books? I can ship you one. You ship me one. <laughs> Yo, we can start a Prime Five book club. We'll just mail each other books. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. I'll send you my guys my copy of Tools of Titans. It's just fucked. There's sticky notes in it and shit. That book you have to study though. It's a, it's a grind. I remember we were all trying to read it. What was it like in a, in like a month or something? Like halfway through the month, everyone was like, I'm not getting this done. <laughs> I think there came a point where me and you, Daniel, we both were just like, yeah, this isn't happening. It's fucking brutal. Like, There's just so much information in there. It's a great book, but it's just like, there's no way you're reading that in a short period of time. Like an 800 page monster. It's fucking ridiculous. But it's really cool. I learned a lot. It's dope. Well, gents. I have to fucking get some shit done. So we're ready for tomorrow. Fingers crossed yep. if, if we can paint because we have rain here again. So we might be able to sand, but I don't know how much product's <laughs> going to be going on surfaces. So it hailed here today. what's that? I said it hailed here today. Ooh. The Calgary hail down. Insane. Like um, I had, <laughs> I had some people from like different provinces because we had a pretty intense thunderstorm. Like I sent you guys a video, but it didn't look that bad on camera. And it wasn't even the worst part of the city, but there was like, uh, there's areas where like under the bridges was all flooded and like it was bad, but people were sending me videos and they're like, is this actually like real or like someone just like make this video up? And I was like, no, this is happening. <laughs> and then, yeah, today we had another like 
I think for about an hour, just like torrential downpour, like no one's business, and then stopped, and a couple hours later, just hailed for like 20 minutes, and then it was fine again, like just so bipolar. Yeah, that's how we've been getting in Edmonton too. Like yesterday, we had a hailstorm for like three and a half minutes. Like it was just nuts. It was crazy amounts of hail, and then it was gone, and then the sun came out, and it was hot. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on? This makes no sense." Certainly makes painting interesting. Every once in a while, I get paint or text from my painters, and they're like, "We're kind of like half panicking right now because it looks like it's going to thunderstorm, but we don't know if it's going to thunderstorm. Like, what do we do?" It's also plus (laughs) thirty. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, do we keep painting? I'm like, just fucking quick backup mode. Get everything kind of condensed. So, like, if it does start hailing, you just grab your shit and run away. I was like, but keep going, full send. <laughs> like, all we can do is fucking hope, especially if you're using diamonds. Good in 30 minutes, you're all right. <laughs> Diamond life. Quotes? Yep. Quotes, quotes, quotes. Got quotes on quotes? Banana sandwiches? No, that's Max's. I feel like one of us should have pulled it up first. <laughs> now we just have some silence <laughs> on everybody looks. Do, 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 do. I found my quote. Let's go. Be afraid not of going slowly. Be afraid only of standing still. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Two here. Just my, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why Zach doesn't get the inside jokes because he's never here for the end. <laughs> um, volume negates luck. Then a person who thinks all the time has nothing to think about except thoughts. So he loses touch with reality and lives in a world of illusions. Yeah, that one. I like that one. That one's tasty. I don't have any. <laughs> I think so too. Oh no, never mind. Um, dis- discipline is doing what you hate doing, but doing it like you love it. I have one for Brady. A man sees in the world what he carries in his heart. A man sees in the world what he carries in his heart. Yeah, it's perspective for things. Yeah. Yeah, if you carry a lot of anger and rage in your heart, you'll see a lot of anger and rage. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce the person's name that said that quote, so. Actually, I'm a full <laughs> quote. I'll just Google one. He's doing it. Look at us go. Ultimately, we all die, and the only question is, what have you done between the time you're born and the time you die? That was not that deep. Ooh. Like that. Yeah. Fair enough. You guys ready? Already. Alexander the Great. I'm not afraid of an army of lions that is led by a sheep. I'm afraid of an army of sheep that's led by a lion. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Brady, how did you just like (laughs) casually pull that up? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's like my favorite quote you ever said because mindset's everything, man. Damn, son. That was... mm, Fuck. Damn, son. All right. Hey, cut, cut, cut. That's it. It's not getting any better than that. That All right, smash that button. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, 
Ladies and gents, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Prime 5 Podcast. Hope you learned something new, took something away, and better yet, go apply it. Don't make excuses, and go become a better version of yourself. Have a great week, and I'll see you next Monday. everyone, you've been listening to the Prime 5 Podcast with your hosts, Max, Skyler, Brady, Zach, and Dan. If you're enjoying the show, remember to smash that like button and share with your friends. If you want to follow us or get more info, head over to our Instagram page at Prime5Pod, check us out, and shoot us a DM. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.